Hello, and welcome to St. Louis City Press and International Friendly. Joining me today to talk about the loss against LAFC is just Patrick Stark. Yes, it's a uh, skeleton crew here after such a disheartening end game. Maybe no one wants to talk about it. Maybe three games in a week is wearing out the podcast crew as much as it's wearing out the team. Who knows? (laughs) You got to have that rotation. Find that bench depth. We've got a fairly deep bench, I think. I think so, too. Actually, I take it back. In terms of willingness to just jibber-jabber deep bench, statistics, as you may come to find out, were nothing without Chris. So if Chris were a city player, is he our Berkey? Which we've never, thankfully, had to see a game without Berkey, but I feel like they would completely fall apart. Well, there's a game against Chicago, right? That sort of counts. That's true. Yeah, maybe maybe Chris is our Berkey. I think that that could track. All right. So it was a 3-0 loss against LAFC. All three goals coming in the second half. Um, we should talk about the game. We should also talk about the lineup. Maybe let's talk about the game first. What did you think of City's performance? I'm going to say I was pleasantly surprised by most of the performance. Um, I know, I don't think the, I've said this many times, I don't think the final scoreline is fully representative of the game as as a whole. The XG, Uh, at least according to FOTMOB, 1.6 versus 0.33 for us. Maybe that's closer to capturing the game we watched. I do think in the end they outplayed us, but I will agree that it we played them closer than a 3 nothing would make you think. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the, the... I'm on the MLS XG calculator. If you follow the XG up until that goal, yeah, they were what? What is that? Probably a little... Something about a 0.6 XG to a not great point whatever we ended up at it looks like we pretty much flatlined for the second half which is representative i think of what happens to us sometimes in the second half yeah we talk about the the halftime speeches and what they do to the team uh, in the first half i thought we played well considering the talent that LAFC has i think we held down their danger men the the defense held Blom we can talk about some specific players a lot of good moments from him over the whole night just shutting down plays uh, there were not a lot of dangerous moments we were doing a good job of holding they were also doing a good job of holding us although I'll say I I really like Alm and Celio that's just a fun the two of them fun to watch yeah I think we kind of sent out a high energy high speed lineup in general it seemed like that was kind of what we're going for the only thing the only argument you could make to make it even more so would be to have jackson in the starting lineup Um, but considering he's you know played several of the last couple games you could see why you might give him a rest and presumably start him in the upcoming game but i mean you look at um basically our back line I think our back line was built for speed more than anything in this game. John It was Bell. a brand new back line. Yeah, John Bell getting a start. 
I thought John Bell did real well. I liked what I saw. I was pleasantly Ooh. surprised. You disagree? No, no. I just Bell well. I, sorry. Oh, that was all. Bell well. Maybe. John well. Um, yeah, I thought Bell did played a strong game. He looked good. Uh, I listened to the uh, post game interview. Carnell indicated that his legs were shot leading into the substitution. Um, I didn't feel like I'd noticed anything along those lines in particular. Did you catch anything? Did, did he look like he was flagging? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I hadn't noticed it watching the game. I didn't notice it either. Um, but because, you know, there was, there was a lot of running, but I thought he'd done well. I thought he overall, yeah, we had limited their chances. Um, I thought Nelson had a good game. Yeah. Uh, he made some nice plays. Um, especially in the first half. He, yeah. He was full, full Nelson. A full Nelson. Maybe through three quarters by the end of it. That's maybe kind of where one. Drew and I Drew and I watched together. We landed at three quarters in the end. Uh, that I think is probably underplaying his performance, to be honest. I'd say even closer to full than closer to full than half. So he was taking oh, on you know, so Vela got their first goal. That's a, that's a good soccer player. Very good. Very good. And they're coming in fresh. Their goals were very good goals. I mean, okay. So the first goal, I don't know that you can really find too much fault with city. Um, you know, we got caught a little off, but it was just a crazy like long ball from them. And, you know, it beat our back line and was extremely well finished by Vela. But I don't know that you can point to like any specific huge breakdown. No, no, I don't. I would also agree with you in that. I think it's uh, what was our strategy at one point? Uh, training individual moments of brilliance. We rely on those. Yeah. Um, and this was one of those that I think uh, I, I think that was quite an effort. And run by Vela, good pass, nice weight, good spot. It's just and a f- wonderful finish that Berkey, even being in the right position, had no real chance at. It was just too fast. That came in the seventy-second minute. You know, I think we had held them, but once that happened, we gave up another in the eighty-second and another in the ninety-second minute of the game. The yeah, second again, I-, I think you couldn't point any huge breakdown, like. You know, they were they were outplaying us. This uh, Cialini fellow on defense, he's collecting a lot of hugs, a lot of hugs through the game. He was a pretty good defender. Yeah, yeah, he, he played very well. Um, I hear Klaus gives a good hug. I would like to see them in a hug-off. Oh, Berkey and Cialini traded jerseys after the match. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I missed that. I think I turned it off immediately after. Yeah, understandable. LA was just, you know, they're kind of known for this. They were solid across the board. I thought we matched up with them decently well in the first half. Other players I mentioned, I liked Celio and Alm. Mm-hmm. Alm got substituted. I don't know if that was because he was tired. That is what Carnell said in the post game. Again, I didn't necessarily, nothing necessarily stood out, but I do remember Alm making a couple very speculative full field runs 
on balls he had no real business chasing. Uh, but I admire the effort. And if you know that you're probably going to get subbed out on the earlier side, sure, run them out, see what happens. Yeah, there were a few times. I mean, we forced some turnovers deep in their half that I thought were really good. Um, Celio Joachini had a couple where they were forcing turnovers real deep. Yeah, nothing nothing dangerous coming from them, but it's still good to good to see. And it led to the general feeling that I thought for most of the first half, we were actually outplaying, at least holding our own, maybe outplaying. And you look at the lineup being, again, kind of heavily rotated from what we've been expecting the past couple weeks, past few games at least. Uh, I, w- I was happy with the general performance. Let's talk about the substitutions. Um, you know, I was sad to see Om go off, but I thought Stroud came in and brought his energy to the game. I thought at least for those first 10 minutes or so, that looked good. He- he did. I thought Stroud actually did look pretty good coming in. I think it's also good that he got a little bit extra time off with uh, the the load he's been under. I don't think that was a huge, that wasn't a game-changing sub in any way. Uh, the next set I worry a little bit about. I wonder if the, the Hebert sub, you know, subbing in a center back in the 69th minute and then allowing that goal three minutes later makes me wonder if, you know, he just hadn't quite gotten up to the the flow of the game, the game speed, something that they've talked about in the past. Well, by far the most interesting substitution of the game was our man, Eddie Lyons, Edward Leuven coming back into the squad. Very exciting substitution. Very exciting. What do you think about his performance? Um, you know, it wasn't his finest. He's rusty. He's been out a long time. I hate to see what happens when Klaus is finally functioning. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, I think he had a couple nice passes, but a couple not great plays. He lo- Moments looked good. Moments looked not great. But again, coming in late in the game, a game that is, uh, I guess at the moment when he came in was still tied, but uh, got out of hand fairly quickly. Not not the way you want to come back in, especially if you are Edu. It'll be interesting to see, you know, how we work him back into the team. Does he get starts? You know, probably subbed on a few more times. That seems to be the return to play protocol is 20 minutes, then 30 minutes, then maybe a start. So presumably I would I would not expect him to be starting against Inter Miami on short rest. I would be happy to see him sub in at some point though. Yeah, it'll be fun to see him get back to full form. So a question strategically, and this is a point that Nathan was making in the Discord, he thought are you just playing this week for two out of the three wins? And you're accepting that LAFC at home on a week with three games is always going to be an extremely difficult challenge. And, you know, you'd be you'd be happy. You'd you'd be thrilled with a win. You'd be happy with a draw. You'll accept the loss. Like, I personally don't feel as devastated as I have with other losses. Some of that is because, you know, we all, I think, 
none of us predicted a loss. I predicted a draw, you know, which is kind of as negative as we're willing to go. Yeah. We we expected a difficult night. Yeah. I think that's true. I I was disappointed because I thought we were playing well. I thought maybe we could sneak a point out. We looked like we were going to have opportunities. Nothing came from them. Uh, I don't know that we're you're ever playing for it, but you know it was kind of a kind of a weird line. Like I would say a little bit unexpected, uh, but definitely held their own. I don't know if that was strategic to th- throw la off but uh hey i guess it actually wasn't that far off like resting parker i guess is maybe the thing you can point to where if you're going to rest parker for one of these games rest him for this game and accept that you know sure we'll let bell we'll let bell have a go at it and again i you know he played respectably but that's a move of you know holding back some of what you've got I could see that. Um, yeah, maybe we'll never, no one will ever come out and say that. That's for sure. But of course not. No, especially you wouldn't want to. And I don't want to believe that that was the case either, but yeah, but you um, know, limited resource, you got to optimize for what you can. mm -hmm. I think we're on the same page. It was, you know, we hate to see city lose. I don't think we need to be, feel too bad about that performance or, you know, take anything away from that any concerns going forward no it was a yeah it was always going to be a tough game and 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 it was i hope next time we've got leuven back maybe even klaus or nilsson and we'll play them in city park at home and it'll be a different story indeed they'll never see it coming that's right speaking of city park we have a game in two days Ooh. Against a messiless Inter Miami. That's the way Inter Miami is, though. That's there's there's a there's a Mitch Hedberg reference in here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, no, I I hear what you're saying. Um, without Messi is the natural state of an Inter Miami. Thank you, thank you. With a Messi uh, is yet to come. Uh, it will be happening literally the day after we play them. <laughs> They're having their grand unveiling. Yeah. So, you know, as a fan, wouldn't it be fun to see Messi play in his first MLS game and see us smoke him? Yeah, that would have been great. And, and yeah, that just would have been great. It would have been great. We would have screamed at him. He probably would have gotten cheered. I'll be honest. I would not have cheered, but I, you're I, right that he would have gotten cheered. He would have gotten cheered. I've seen, uh, we've discussed how terrible the internet is. People were discussing whether it was okay to wear an Argentina Messi jersey in the supporters section, which I, I think most people understood that that was definitely a no, but enough people said it's fine to make me concerned. It's questionable to wear it at all in city park. I mean, unless you're not a city supporter, but the supporter section, come on, man. What are you thinking? Definitely not in the supporter section. I'm sure we will see some messy stuff in the crowd. That's fine. You know, we see other team jerseys and things, but I'm with, I think Nate expressed this, you know, when we're playing against people, I'm rooting against them. For sure. 
the Inter Miami team we will be rooting against is kind of uh, walking the plank, as it were. This team is going to get completely shaken up and reinvented in the coming weeks. Uh, yeah, yeah, presumably. I mean, yes, it's going to be shocking. I, I, some kind of social experiment, I feel like, that'll be written about in books, textbooks for years to come. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't have maybe set it up any better. Like, wouldn't you want Inter Miami to be sitting at the absolute bottom of the table when they sign the world's best soccer player? You know, yeah. There, there's a story here. Will he be able to get them back in the playoffs? Like, I don't know. They're a I long mean, way, long way out. It's, I, I can't. I don't expect him to. Like that is a lot in less than half of a season, but I, you never I can tell with the MLS. Yeah, it's it's such a a random thing, but I don't know. It'll be fun to watch. I know I'm now going to pay way more attention to Inter Miami than I had been. Yeah, you and the rest of the world, including Miami, I think. Although I don't know, you were telling me something pre-pod. That's right. Uh, if. In case you were wondering, apparently there are still face value tickets available, not resale, just just regular tickets available for Messi's first game. So that being a, you know, I guess that I don't know if that's an indictment of Miami or an indictment of the League's Cup as a concept. Time will tell. I guess maybe I haven't looked. Are face value tickets available for our League's Cup game? There are not any for the regular season, but I don't know about League's Cup. Um, I am not sure either. I would say probably not face value in the sense, probably not like original sale. Right. I but assume the resale is price. face or similar, maybe even a little bit lower. But I, yeah, again, I have not checked either. So the Inter Miami team we are playing is, as I said, bottom of the table, but they're coming off three draws. In their last three games. Which is, for them, a strong run of form. (laughs) That's right. That's right. This is the, uh, we need to do something so we're not 100% out of the playoff picture when Messi shows up. So they've managed to sneak some draws in, which, and honestly, I've caught some of the highlights and their highlights look good. I haven't watched the whole game, so can't say anything beyond that. But they've uh, their highlights have actually looked pretty darn reasonable for being in last place yeah, next to they, Colorado. Well, they have Josef Martinez up front as a danger man. Um, but it's just interesting because these players like know that they are leaving this club. If you are a current Inter-Miami DP... They've signed three other deep, like they are signing three other DPs. You are, you are gone. Well, that's um, an interested and complicated situation that I think we'll have to save for a different pod because I still have not figured out how any of this is possible. Yeah. Maybe it's something to do with Tam someday. <laughs> we'll, we'll learn what Tam means. We, we did eventually learn what XG means. If you'll remember early into the pod, it was a recurring meme of, is this the one where we learn what XG is? I think now, is this the one where we learn what TAM is? Uh, and 
No, no. Again, this is, I would say, probably not the case for that. We'll find out when MLS announces their brand new and even more complicated rules in the future. The thing is, for this to work, they almost have to make it less complicated for the number of players that Miami is about to sign and the way they are about in the process of signing them. Yeah, they can just Just, move to just do whatever you want. I mean, that almost seems like the step. But as Chris said previously, you know, the rules are there to encourage certain actions in rosters, which, you know, is, I don't know, is a little big brothery, maybe, but I do think it has made the MLS uh, an interesting uh, league with developmental aspects to it, but also putting a entertaining product on the on the pitch. Yeah, I agree. There have been some rumors back on the city side. Uh, there were rumors about interest in Aziel Jackson. Um, you know, this is kind of an MLS thing where you get and develop young, talented players who can then move on to much more lucrative and challenging European teams. Wasn't there some kind of rumor about Aziel Jackson being scouted after the cup, the open cup game even? Maybe he just has a really good agent. What do we think? Social media presence? Back to back to agents, I guess. That, Indy, Indy Vasilev, uh, we learned his agent has a book, I think. I forget. Talks about NFTs. It's kind of weird. I don't like that we keep playing him out of position. Like, we were playing him as a double six with Blom. And he played so well when we played him as a 10 during that, like, short yeah. run. Like, the only time he's played, it was with, like, Blom, Leuven, him in the, like, six eight ten, And it was so good. And then we keep putting him in other spots where he just... Like, he's fine, you know? But it's like, he's not what we've seen him be. He's better than other people, but he's not his best self. Exactly. And I want Indy to be his best self. Maybe more than anyone on the team, I want Indy to be his best (laughs) self. (laughs) Which is a weird thing for me to say, but it does, it pains me to see him. Well, the announcers kind of actually spoke to this during the game it was actually, you know, it's it's kind of sad. They talked about how in his youth, you know, he played on like, I guess the net was the under 21 national team. You know, he played a very elite level. He was in the Aston Villa system. You know, they were basically saying like he kind of hasn't lived up to his potential. And then under that, you know, we have now a microcosm of that where even within our St. Louis City team, He's not living up to his potential that we've seen him perform at. Yeah, it's a real shame. I, know, I would love I really to see like him. him. Yeah, yeah. I was very excited when uh, we got him in the expansion draft. Not that I knew anything about him, but I just instantly liked him. Sure. You seen the new Indiana Jones movie? I haven't. Me neither. But I'm not sure know. if I will. Probably at some point. Yeah, you know. Not a sponsor. Oh, no. We should get some of that that movie money. Although I don't know, everyone's Lucas going on Arts? strike. It's the writer strike. Yeah. Good thing we don't have any writers. Am I right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that would that would really wreak havoc with our scripts. Ooh, yeah, we're not going to be able to. Uh, we'll just have to wing it, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> All right. 
game against Miami. We don't have a ton to say about them. We have not really watched them during the other conference. Nope. Highest um, scoring players, Joseph Martinez and Leonardo Campana, maybe. Campana? Yeah, it's called Campana. Is he in? He has not been playing. He, he, he did not, not play in their last game. Great. Um, but yeah, Martinez, I think if if there's a player to watch on their side, it would be him. What do you think, St. Louis lineup? We roll out the the cavalry. Ah, uh, by cavalry, do you mean Lieutenant Colonel Tim Parker? <laughs> oh, oh. Mm. Owl City SC is the best kind of strange Twitter account. I don't mind the Lieutenant Colonel Tim Parker. Lieutenant, what's that what he is? I don't actually I don't know, know the name of the Twitter account, but yeah, it's like... I don't either. Parker set as a Civil War soldier writing missives back to a family member. It's strange. Yeah, it is strange. But, um, well, you know, but whatever. So is Owl City. Exactly. They're both strange. I think we embrace... I'm pro-strange Twitter accounts. When it's bird-related. Look, I'm fine with the Civil War one, honestly. I think Chris has issues with it. <laughs> Chris seems to. I don't mean to call him out, but he seemed to have issues with it. But And now we're uh, basically <laughs> live retweeting it so that Chris has to read it. Yeah, well, you know, our man in Hanoi is uh, not on the pod, so he'll have to deal with it. Letters home. All right. Let's do some predictions and get out of here. All right. Uh, oh, yeah. Lineup-wise, Tim Parker's back in. Yarrow back at center back. Oh, can I also say, I mean, Hebert went back to center back. Yeah. Did it throw him off a little bit? I don't know. Hard to say. Hard to say. Coming in late in a game into a position you haven't played in, what, four, five months after you've been actively trying to forget it. Who knows? Anyway. Uh, oh, Parker in. I think Parker it's basically going to be last week's lineup. Yeah, I think that's what you would expect is last week's. That's what I would expect. Although I would love to see Celio an Alm start. I would yeah, love to see an, could, at least an Alm start. I could see an Alm start. I could also see Nico not starting because Ooh. he started Saturday and Wednesday. He has right? been playing a lot, but he's just been playing a lot all season. Yeah, and that's a lot on. That's a lot when you get fouled as much as Nico does. He, he took a couple just straight up. Yeah. I mean, he got straight up kicked. You know, he'll go down soft. A couple but times. A couple of those, he went down hard. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him get a bit of a breather, maybe come in late for a change of pace if we need that. Um, but otherwise, I think, yeah, probably we're, we're looking at a similar lineup to last Saturday. All right. Well, I think you, you got to expect... Well, no, get him to score predictions. I, for me, you have to expect him to just roll over Miami. Big win. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to say 3-1 City. 3-0 City. I like that. Nothing. That was probably better since they are amongst the lowest scoring teams. Was it third lowest scoring? Something like that. Up against Berkey. Up against Berkey, who... Has something to prove after allowing three goals on three shots on goal. Yeah. And the defensive line, you know, we get defense breaky. They they have something to prove. Prove it with a clean sheet. Back to principles. That's what they there say. There you go. Carnell does love to say that. And all the players do. It's like 
their talking point is stick to the principles. We love our fans. <laughs> the boys. They the all boys. refer to each other as the boys. All right. Well, I'm excited to watch this game. I will see you at City Park. See you there. Go City. Go City.